the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the re-popular... Oh, our comeback special. That's a shame. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. We've goosed the numbers. Yeah. And uh, and now we're seemingly, at least superficially, yeah. doing better than we have been. But given that the only people we need to fool is ourselves, I mean, I'm fine with, with that. I'm yeah, fine with that oh, kind absolutely. Of this is all ego. So. We've got more downloads last month than the month before, so that's... What? Does it matter that we put out 17 more episodes? <laughs> One episode a day? What does it Averages that? out less? What? what? <laughs> I don't think it does. I made that up. I'm pretty sure it's still... What's that? Downloads don't equate to listens. <laughs> Shush. That's the great secret of podcasting. Hell of a show. If you couldn't tell that already, which I, I think you could, I'd give that to you. As it's a something of a listener. theme. Yeah, it pretty much is something that we like a if you carved through us you know how a little cross section mm, like in a big thing of rock it would say like oh some depressing beach hell of a show everywhere that's what would be inside our visceral rock over the gaff the goods we call it yeah yeah um what have we got to talk about this week also i've got to talk about some tutoring yep good you try to make it sound less boring though this time i'll be like what have you got to talk about this week declan the most exciting tutor oh, wow. of all time in marketing. Um, Wasn't in Roy Slip, was it? No. Yay! Nowhere near. Thank fuck. Um, it was actually a place called Bell Street. Bell Street? Yeah, which is right. just off of Abbey Road. Is it? That's yeah. quite funny. And the thing about Abbey Road is... What, the Abbey Road? The Abbey Road. Oh! It's very long. Mm-hmm. And there are loads of zebra crossings. Yeah. But you know which one is the actual one. A. Because Paul McCartney won't leave it. Because it's outside Abbey Road Studios. Uh And B. Because there's an enormous swarm of cunts standing (laughs) around it who aren't actually waiting to use it, but look identical to people who would be waiting to use it. So every car stops, waits a second, gets a bit nervous, and then just goes. That's because they're all waiting around for a big enough gap in the traffic to take to their that. own photo. Oh, look at me, Paul, I'm a beetle. Like that. <laughs> Which they, they seem to have forgotten that the number of cars mm. in London... It's not. It's gone up since the days of the old there's album a, cover. There's a bunch of them. I've seen a bunch today. So, I mean, cars. that's representative of, like, the average person's experience. There must be... Loads. A ton. A fuck ton of cars. <sighs> That's quite Left, right, and centre. Before we get into your tutor, I think yeah. it would behove us to discuss April Fools. Yes, because we d- we did an Easter episode and we kind of forgot to talk even a, a bit about April Fools, which for me is a much more interesting event. Typically, because Easter. Well, from... I I actually don't necessarily think so. Really? I think it's only interesting in certain ways, such as the one we're going to talk about yeah. today. But other than that. I find it the most tedious of days. <laughs> oh, no, I like it's it. It's a day that shows just how unfunny yes. 99% of people but are. But that's, for me, quite comedic, I think. To see someone's best attempt at doing an April Fool's joke is like dropping a stapler off a badge. A badge? Off a badge. <laughs> a ledge. <laughs> I think but, I was going with balcony and ledge. But the thing, I wouldn't mind that so much if everyone called them out for how poor it was, mm. but everyone else agrees Ooh, that it was good great. April Fool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the staple trick next year. Get a bigger badge. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I think 
given that the association for me, I think Easter, I think, uh, you know, that sort of reflux feeling you get when you've had too much lactose chocolate. No. Okay, well, I get that because I think I'm mildly lactose intolerant because I don't really like it at all. Right, so, so if I have lots of chocolate... You just don't like it? No, no, I don't like it because it makes me feel like this. Right. So it gives you... You must know what acid reflux is. Yeah, that's I know what acid reflux yeah, is. And that's but triggered by I don't want you being one of these kinds of being like, oh, I'm, I'm intolerant because you don't like I it. I used to throw up when I was given milk. That's oh, why well, I never had it as a fine. baby. That's fine. You should have made that clear. Don't be a snowflake, Isaac. <laughs> Come on, mate. Don't be a snowflake. <laughs> don't be a flake. Uh, anyway, so when I think of Easter, I just think of like feeling a bit ill from chocolate. That's my main... See, when I think of Easter, I think of nothing. I oh, just, it, just, it means like, nothing. Like being dead, like God was. Uh, for a bit. Yeah. A bit of God was for a bit. Oh, but you don't think of the coming out of the tomb bit? No, I, it's, I don't associate it with death. Right. Um, I just, I have no feelings towards it, positive or negative. Mm. It just kind of happens. That it's is there. death. But then, at like April Fool's, yeah. I think of negatively. So that's why it ends up just slightly worse. Slightly under the path. Under Easter. Well, for me, April Fool's has always been something I'm interested in, but yeah, disappointed by on the whole. <laughs> it's a day with so much potential that is squandered so uniformly Mm -hmm. by almost everyone in every capacity. There have, of course, been some very good April Fool's over the years. There have been some good, like Gmail. That was an April Fool's joke originally. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. They released it on April Fool's and were like, imagine if Google did email and then 14 years later, they still (laughs) do. That's a good one. Didn't they do another one where recently, Gmail, Mm. where it was something like they said they were going to put something at the end of all your emails, like some sort of personal information. Everyone went bash. <laughs> I mean, that sounds quite <clears throat> likely. Google normally do something quite good. Yeah. Um, obviously, all the, the media jokes are, are uniformly poor. Oh, definitely. They're always like the worst. I mean, it's never really been less of a, a statement that you could make as a media outlet than to put out some fake news deliberately. It's just so far past the point of that being funny that they just sort of scrabble about for something that's like, oh, old Marjorie down the roads buying five new cats. Psych. <laughs> it's four. And that's never especially funny. But one place that does it exceptionally well year on year um, is, I don't know if you've heard of it, Declan, they're called the Reddit. The I, Reddits. I'm somewhat acquainted. Yeah, it's what it is. It's a, a website that you visit on your um, Internet Explorer right. or Microsoft Edge. That That's up to you. Microsoft Edge is 14% faster than Chrome, it reminds me quite often. Oh, wow. Um, just has none of the features. It's just a bit of shit, <laughs> is all. 14% faster because they have 100% less stuff. Do you remember when they did, they had a really cool advert for Internet Explorer 8, I think it was. No. And they had that. Is this song? Is this you doing an April Fools now? No, no, no. You're not allowed to do it on the fourth. No, it was. It was actually a call out. They had that song. I can't remember what it was by Alex Someone that was all the rage for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there were some stats saying that it, for like a week or that after this advert yeah. came out, their stats had a big spike, and then immediately afterwards everyone just dropped. Like, wow, everyone, cool everyone, song. Everyone, oh, everyone had a look, and they were like. Hang on a minute. I just like that song. I just like the song and they had the Hulk in the advert. Wow. They've confused adverts for, for reality I there. Know. Which I guess is what they're Is the about. idea, yeah. Anyway, the Reddit website, it's reddit.com. That's spelled R-E-D-D-I-T. 
Um, I think it's a pun on I have read it. I think that's what it was originally. Exactly. From the Sanskrit for I have read it. Yeah. Um, and there, uh, how do you describe it to the layperson? Well, they describe themselves as the front page of the internet, yeah. don't they? It's, uh, it's a bit probably, it's probably the biggest, I think it is the biggest collection, like forum, as it Aggregator. were. Aggregator. Website yeah. out there. Which started, I think, as just a general page for sharing anything. Yeah. And then developed into uh, a base website with broader, what they call subreddits. Yeah. Um, which have become incredibly specific. Like, you know, there's stuff for like science. Videos. Videos, history, you know, the big things, television. Yeah. Um, and then there are things for more niche stuff. Like, so there'd be sport, but then there's one for maybe your, like, yeah, like team. Chelsea. There'll be a, there's a Hammers subreddit. There's like a Windows 9 subreddit. And then, there's not. And then things get a little bit more specific. And, you know, it's a place for sharing memes and jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so you get, <clears throat> you know, me in real life, yep. which is a kind of like place to share sad memes about being a bit sad. Yeah. But then, there's two me in real life for me in real life. And there's <laughs> woof in real life for in, me in real life memes that are dog based. <laughs> and then it really comes. And then there's, you know, there's, there's birds. There's a subreddit for birds. Yeah. And then there's a subreddit called birds with arms. Yeah. That's people photoshopping arms onto birds. And then there's a subreddit birds without arms, <laughs> which is just again, a collection of pictures of birds. Like it, it just, it's expanded at such an enormous rate. Oh, um, it really mirrors society yeah, as a whole, I think. And, and in some, you know, like the video subreddit has what, two million subscribers or something ridiculous. Something like, like it's million, in, right, it's probably yeah. like ridiculous. And then you could have one, then there's your celebrity death pool subreddit that's got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only person We haven't talked about that before, have we? No. So that sounds very odd. Um, 17.6 million. Oh, wow. Live update there. Yeah. And like my Sondheim subreddit that has about 500. That's pretty yeah, good. that's nice. Um, there's, there's some very offbeat things, like you say, but there are also some more mainstream ones and it's the dichotomy I guess that yeah. makes it the place it is because you carve out your own yeah. experience much like in life you kind of find your people and then if that happens to be fans of birds with or without arms then there's a place for you, you to enjoy go. them yeah. and that's really a lovely thing what Reddit does being a kind of uh, I think they're based in San Francisco so they're not Silicon Valley quite are they but they're in that kind of vibe yeah. of, of sort of trendy tech companies and they all have accounts. So if you work at Reddit, you have an, a Reddit account. You have to. And you get like a red icon so everyone knows you're an admin. And they try and be like front-facing and like one of the guys. Like they might pop in and talk about a bird with... With or without... With, with legs. Even. Oh! I mean, I'm... Birds I'm, without legs. I don't want to cast aspersions. Birds with without legs. Yeah. Plus arms. That's the multi-Reddit. <laughs> Minus face, minus beak. I don't want to see a bird minus the beak, okay? That's just a person. <laughs> Beakless bird is just a person. <laughs> Truth. Um, so one of the ways in which they try and do like community outreach, and I think it probably dates back a while, but the first one I remember is about four or five years ago, is on April Fool's they do some kind of event. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to be much more specific than that because they – they vary quite a lot year on year. But, but they, I guess the theme would be that they're sort of social experiments. Yeah. Uh, the theme sense. also seems to be a dichotomy of choice. Mm, true. Like you you go one way or you go the other. Yes, that is true. 
So let's do a brief history of them if that's not too dull. I don't think Go this is it. dull. And if you think it's dull, well, not only are you wrong, but I I don't think I want you around anymore. So, <laughs> so skip to the next one. But the first one I remember was um, the Colour War, which doesn't sound very fair. But this was probably about 2014, maybe. Right. And what happened was on April Fool's, you log in and you were randomly assigned to either an orange or a purple team. And then things that you did on the site gained you points for that team, I think. Right. So like getting up, getting karma, which is when people vote your comment up, uh, like liking on Facebook or fe- hearting on Twitter. Mm. That I think gained you points. I can't really remember it that well because I was at my grandma's using her dial up connection at the time. Oh, I see. Yeah. Not the best way to experience <clears throat> anything. No. Well, no. I can tell you, <laughs> having tried to experience a number of things, none of them worked very well. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, so that was uh, that was that. Then the one after that, that was mm, what year? Maybe twenty. What did I say the first one was? Fourteen. 14. So this was probably Robin next, was it? Or am yeah, I missing one? I think. Out? I don't know. I, I haven't got as as strong a memory of yeah. that. So but I think that would work. Last year was place. place. Before that was button. So yes. Yeah, so oh be... no, it was button before Robin. So was the it button, button before Robin. Yeah, oh, yeah, the button. button. The button was the first one that was like. That that colour one was quite cool, but it was a little bit um, superficial, maybe. Yeah. The button was a really cool idea because what happened on April Fool's, everyone knew to expect something to happen. But all that did happen was a link came up that you pressed and it took you to a big button with a timer that was counting down from 60 per second. So it would count down and down. And every so often, seemingly at random, it would reset back to 60. So you were there was very little instruction. There was... A subreddit there, but at the time of its inception, no one knew what the fuck was going on. So everyone was just kind of baffled. Yeah. And gradually what was worked out, uh, which was part of the fun, was that the every person got one press of the button. Once you pressed it, that was it. Like, you couldn't ever do it again. But the time at which you pressed it became locked. You got what's called flare, which is like a kind of tag next to your username that said, oh, I pressed it in this time range. And it was a different color depending on yeah. the people, depending on the time rather. So that's a very simple setup. The There are enough users, obviously. There are millions and millions of people. It's like the top 10 most visited sites in the US alone. So it was never going to, or it seemed very unlikely that without a concerted effort, it would count down all the way. And indeed it never did. But from that very simple setup, there came in classic kind of internet way, well, guess I guess in a societal way, Factions. just totally unpredictable tribalism yeah. of the most confusing sort. So one of the there was like the what were they called the knights of the something, the knights of the button who were trying to protect. Uh, I think they were trying to let it go as low as possible by discouraging other people from clicking, and then obviously the people who'd managed to click it at times closer to zero so if you got in like 38 seconds then you were like the elite they became like <laughs> the overclass that ruled over everyone else based on this tiny 10 pixel flare, flare that would happen to be a different color and people went like mental about it there were people going around like pming sending direct messages to people telling them like not to press or when to press it, and it was all very coordinated it was a big year for that kind of thing i think because I was reading recently, it was the <clears throat> anniversary of uh, Twitch Chat Plays Pokemon, oh, yeah. which was another uh, kind Great of similar spo- social experiment where uh, they set up a 
Twitch channel, which is a streaming channel. Yeah. Um, and it was the like original Pokemon game. I think it was Pokemon Red. Uh-huh. Um, and it was controlled by Twitch chat. And it just evolved. Which is famously oh, devastating. Like, absolutely. It's the dearth. Yeah. It is, it is the nadir of society, yeah. of communication. It's like messages every 0.5 seconds. Like you could not follow it. You can't you read. Just, but what you do get is it's like a new medium of communication because instead of reading what's there, you just sort of read the tone. Yeah. It's like communicating in pure emotion. Yeah, and just like and that emotion screaming, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was controlled by this Twitch chat. So originally it was, it would do everything. Like yeah. if you typed up, down, left, right, A, B, or start, yeah. it would do all of them. And it was manic. It and really, then it eventually introduced sort of a system it. whereby every, I think it was 10 seconds or something, it would do the most voted, uh, voted for, for yeah. command. And it, it was incredible. But the whole thing turned into a titanic struggle between those who wanted to complete the game mm. and those who were just forces of chaos yeah. trying to disrupt it. And it would, you know, go in waves. And obviously it was going all day. So people in the US would kind of go to bed and the, you know, Australians would take over for a bit and they'd wake up in the morning and all of the Pokemon had been released into the <laughs> wild and they had to, Fuck! there's like a, there's a really good, I'll try and find it and share it on the Twitter or something uh-huh. um, article that was like a uh, an account of exactly what happened. And there's like this one day, I think it was before <laughs> the democracy system was introduced and it's called like the, the tragic day at the computer <laughs> because at the computer in Pokemon, you can choose to just release your Pokemon <laughs> into the world and never get them back. And they, they went to the computer to move a Pokemon out of their team and to store it and instead released That's everything so they had and had to start all over again finding these shit Pokemon and oh, training them up. That is so but, amusing. But me. in that, the thing that reminded me of the button mm. is that there's a you get a choice in um in the first Pokemon games between two fossils, the dome or the helix fossil, both of which are ancient Pokemon, which later in the game you can have evolved into like uh, it turns good. into a stronger Pokemon. Uh-huh. Um one turns Just into like fossils Kabuto and one turns uh-huh. into Omanyte. Cool. And um <clears throat> they chose, I think, the Helix fossil. Mm-hmm. Um which is Omanyte. And it, suddenly there was this faction where half of them were, it was you know, like Omanyte was king. Mm-hmm. He was the God. He was Jesus. He was everything. <laughs> and the others, the dome faction were like, no, he is evil. Like <laughs> he is wrong. And it just became this enormous war between them as to, as to whether this was good or bad, whether this was a great choice or not. And it kind of like underpins that idea that is, I think it, it, it is a societal thing, but I think certainly in the, memory of it Mm. it is a a very quintessentially internet thing that you will so forcefully get behind something which has no relevance no actual bearing in life that you know so little of pick a side you just pick a side and you fucking go for it you're not going to change your mind i think it's definitely a societal thing it's just that the internet accelerates it and makes it even more arbitrary yeah it just shows as all these reddit things did like how much thought people were put into something that has no outcome 
at all. Mm. Like the button ended one day and that was just it. Yeah. Well, it was it in terms of the experiment, but people are still, I mean, we're talking about it now, Yeah. but people this April Fool's have been like talking about it. And some of the factions that started way back still exist. And every year they come back. So the one after the button, which I think was the best one was Robin. And um, the whole thing started with just this sort of parody of a Twitter icon. It yeah. was a weird little red bird appearing on the homepage and you pressed it and then it took a minute. And then all of a sudden you're in like a little chat room with one other user randomly placed from the website and it had a name that was like a, a mashup of your two usernames oh, or something like that. And then there were three options. You could either, as I recall, there was like merge, uh, abandon or stay. I think they were. And at the end of some sort of, maybe it was five minutes or maybe I think the timer increased each yeah. step up. So in the first one, maybe you had like five minutes, let's say, where you could like have a live chat with people with that other person. Sometimes there was someone there and sometimes it was just like a bot or someone yeah. clicked in and fucked off. <laughs> and then at the end of the period, or no, actually at any point you could select one of these three options and then whatever one you'd selected at the end of the period counted as your vote and it had to be a majority decision. So in the first one, you had quite a strong chance of nothing happening because you'd end up voting for different things. So if you both, if the majority went for uh stay, then it made like a private community for just the people who are in it and automatically added them that was named after the weird name of your chat. If you did leave, that was just the end. So that was like <laughs> the chaos eject yeah. button. And if you did mer- no grow, then it f- searched for another room of the same of comparable size and then smashed you into a new one so it would take the name of your two and the name of their two and try and make that into another name and then suddenly you're in a room of four and the time expanded so you had longer to like talk to them and the same concept continued and eventually like this got so out of hand that people in the time that it was up i think it was probably five days or something people wrote like bots to manage automatic voting and to like take chat transcripts and things. There were so many different, because everyone, by the time you got to uh, like higher tiers of merging, that power of two becomes really large really quickly. So by like, what's two to the power of 10? Hey Google, Oh, what's two to the 10? Oh, too big for us to... Two to the 10th is 1024. Oh, it wasn't that big. <laughs> <laughs> so by, well, actually, I mean, in a chat room, that is a lot of people. Yeah. So by that many people, and you've got 1,024-ish people in a room, they've all come from like nine other rooms where they've developed all their, this internal culture. And it really was like culture. That oh, developed. yeah. Because you'd have spent, by this time, I think probably at least an hour with the people. And they'd been talking about like whatever topics they talked about would have invariably turned into like memes and faction flags and they'd some people would create like artwork surrounding the title of their group and so when all whenever the merges happened not only was it chaotic because suddenly you doubled your whole community but it was also chaotic because you were like assimilating all of <laughs> taking this in new cultures yeah, languages like, trying to understand like what their story was so you'd join like art oh, i got quite far in one that wasn't the final one um that was it, for some reason, the people joined and they'd all been talking about like folding sheets. So they became, our, our group had all been being really civil. That was our thing. And they were all about bedding. So it became this group called Civil Bedding. <laughs> and then like, there's an amazing moment in the very last, the very final thing that happened in this experiment was there were two tier 16 chats that were giant 
and the merge time came up. Uh, oh, no, no, it was probably beyond this. So the two tier 16s merged into one tier 17 and there was nothing else of comparable size to merge with because there was like, that was the biggest by some yeah. margin. So people were debating whether to vote to grow and try and merge with who knows what or to stay. And there was a big moment, a big movement that was like, stay at 17 because like we've made it this far. We want to be the biggest one. And then there was another one that was like, grow for gold. <laughs> Just like growing into some unknown space. <laughs> But towards, the next dimension. Towards the end of that chaos, uh, like chat is just moving at a mile a minute. And yeah. I kept every so often you'd see someone like in the dark shouting, civil betting! <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. He's we, there. History. Go on, brother. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> and I was in the, that final one when like the timer went down and down and down. It got to like five minutes before merge. And then the entire site crashed because there were too many people (laughs) doing too much. They had to pull it off early, but it was, it was mad. And people like, I'm pretty sure I know at least some people in my group, like met up in real life. And there was people who like started dating based on that, that like five day period of just talking to people about bedding. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Because the amount of, because it, I think it works so well, that one in particular, because it was so different from the normal experience of a site that's like, you hop on, say something snarky, hop or off. like post a meme, hop off. It kind of forced you to confront the people behind these semi-anonymized mm. usernames. And it meant, yeah, there are all sorts of like, I still get messages today from people who are like, oh, I remember you from the Robin thing. So that's cool. So that was, <laughs> I don't thing. remember you, but cheers, brother. <laughs> so I was quite the celebrity in my Robin days. It's true. The one after that is the internet's favorite. The place. Were you involved in place? Uh, no, I was a keen watcher, but I couldn't be bothered to stay online to like uh-huh. actually partake all the time. But this was, it was like a blank canvas. It started at, and you got to, um, put down a pixel every so often. Yeah. I think it was like every half hour or something. And possibly the, time changed as it went on like it maybe became harder to put a pixel down i can't remember um and so it was just put a pixel of any color you want yeah wherever you fancy in a grid that was like i can't remember how no but say like five hundred thousand. yeah it was it was it was big it was huge um and so it starts obviously as just a bunch of random colors yeah um and it's you know a stripe here and there or like a kind of blotch there that shrinks um but then like really surprisingly quickly mm, and surprisingly like effectively well. <laughs> yeah. yeah um again it turned into all out kind of factional warfare yeah um there were people trying to do a big rainbow stripe diagonally down the middle uh-huh. there were there was a painting of the mona lisa like that was a really amazing. good yeah. painting of the mona lisa um there were various national flags. I think yep. there was like the Belgian flag and then like a faction just drew a big Germany over the top there of it. There was an amazing bit where I can't remember what the two countries were. I think it might have been uh, a Scandinavian country that it might be like Norway or something, Norway and Denmark, that they had two flags on either side and then they started getting closer and yeah. closer <laughs> to try and like consume <laughs> the other. It was amazing to um, watch. And then there was a, a faction called like the blue. Oh, the blue was, corner. That was just expanding outwards like a plague, just yeah. taking over every pixel <laughs> like in watching blue. A petri just dish. Stre- like arms stretching mm. out. It was, it's incredible to watch. And it kind of, things grow and fade. And well, link the time lapse. Yeah. Actually, link the one that's got the inception music over it because it's incredibly dramatic. Place. Okay. Um, it's worth watching. Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. It's and like live art. And it just, 
and and it turned into again like all out factional warfare mm. of our things going here and it's an incredible um conflation of community and tribalism yeah. <laughs> that you know we it's a coming together and also all out <laughs> nuclear <laughs> battle and the same thing happened like nuclear the battle <laughs> nuclear, nuclear battle, battle on battle. ps2 <laughs> that would be like an eye toy game yeah you'd exactly. have to have like, you have to, like to wave, wave your, over. you have to wave your nukes over <laughs> anyone who like flaps the Bat most you like get the air going <laughs> fan your nukes game. over to the other I side of the map i loved my ps2 eye toy we should hook one up it's such nonsense it's so i'm poor. on board the only one i remember is a game where there were ninjas jumping at you. Oh, you yeah, I remember like that one. karate chop them away. So it's such and there was one we had to head a football. Oh, that yeah. That was quite fun. I think that's the Itol, uh, the Wii Fit. Oh, no, that was copied. That was derivative oh, of yeah. the spy toy. The but toy. better. Yeah, probably. Um, in the same way as with the previous ones, factions reunite from years before. Yep. So people, there was this like, the two colours were called orange, red and periwinkle in the original April Fools. And they had a presence on place. They were like creating flags. The Robin, the name of the final chat, CCKUFI something, something was like represented with a big flag that was like they, the whole name yep. of it down. And uh, oh, I've got to say the people, the one of the nice things at the end of the Robin thing, someone pulled a list of like because there was the amount of software custom developed for this thing was just mad like people were graphing the progress of every like chat merge so that you could trace it all back by who was in them and so people had things that would like scrape everyone's usernames and pull them off and someone made them all into the shape of the the robin bird and started selling them on (laughs) t-shirts isn't that fucking great idea so that little bird made an appearance and um yeah, the place factions. Like, it ended up... Did they just stop it? Yeah, I think so. They stopped... It's, like, frozen in time. And some of the things are really perfectly completed. And some of them, like, you could see that they were, they were and, going for something. And there's some... There's, like, like an, an arm of yeah. a figure that used to be... They're just sticking out from behind a big blotch of blue. And... <laughs> it's so cool, though. Yeah, we'll link to that. Which brings us to this year's one, which... Ongoing. Is ongoing, yep. And I recommend that everyone checks it out because it's... Uh, really very odd it's it disappointed me initially because my favorite one remains robin for its sort of chat part um it seemed like the most inherently community based this one seemed really simple all that happens especially if you just have the app then it's just a circle in the top right of the app Mm. which you press and then it takes you to a subreddit called circle of trust Mm -hmm. and all that you do there is click a button that says claim your circle you can call it anything you can come up with a key, a password for it, and then that's it. Then you get this like animation of a dot inside a circle sort of orbiting a space yep. within it. And sometimes you'll see other dots outside the circle come up to it and bounce off. Um, and that's it. That's all you're presented with to begin with. Yep. What you then do, you see one of the rules is like, you only get one, share it wisely, I think is all they've written. Yeah. So you can pass that link on to someone else. And if you give them the key, then they can unlock the circle. You'll see like a little dot of them appear on the outside and start trying to like break in. But when they unlock it with your key, they're met with these two buttons and they are the lovely blue join button and the evil red betray. betray. And if you betray, well, no, if you join... 
then you just get added to the circle. You're another member. The you circle know. grows. Yeah, the circle grows. Your flair that we talked about updates to reflect how many circles you're in and how big your own circle is, um, which obviously has a trust value in it because if you're in a hundred circles, that you shows that you're a good yeah. good guy. If you press the betray button, their circle is fucked. Well, that, <laughs> and you only it. get one. Yeah, the, everyone only gets one circle per account. So their circle is dead. It can't grow anymore. It gets flared with betrayed. And whoever is the betrayer gets a red flare with like the betray icon. Yeah. So that seemed like a very <clears throat> bare bones April yeah. Fools. I was a bit disappointed initially. But over the last 48 hours in particular, it has taken off in a big way. Factions have been born and reborn. And... um people that we haven't seen for a while have started to reemerge and it's created a kind of fervor around it that was unexpected to say the least. Pe- basically the uh, dichotomy has come between what we said before. There's like chaos and order yeah. and chaos is much more appealing to internet users and perhaps everyone in general. So at the moment there's a group called the swarm whose whole purpose is to go around infiltrating circles trying to befriend other people like get their trust somehow either through starting communications with them or being like oh, i'm a friend of a friend or yeah or through being in enough other circles that they look, they trustworthy, look trustworthy yeah and they'll try and get your key as soon as they get it betrayed your circle's dead and they've done this to like hundreds and thousands of these circles so far including like obviously the more uh on the main page the more people in it the higher it is and so, so the higher the bigger targets target, it becomes yes and it's become a really interesting exercise in trying to work out like from a security standpoint what the best solution is there is no perfect solution to no. it because betraying has so little cost whereas the investment in growing a circle is really huge so some of the things people have tried so far that have amused me one of them or a group of them has started this like three-stage interview process like a f- oh there's the resume meme as well we should talk oh about. yeah so people people who have been in have got themselves into lots of circles um, and haven't betrayed anyone that have started this meme called the resume which is uh they make a kind of meme out of their <laughs> scare quote qualifications <laughs> being like, like in- Gar- you know, no bamboozle guarantee, uh, <laughs> you know, in 150 circles, no betrays, your key is safe with me. Big fan of dogs. There'll yeah. be like a picture of someone. Yeah, there's like, random. there'll be like a picture of a business card yeah. being like, you can trust me. And like a tie. Yeah. Uh, so and so that's one way to convince people. Uh-huh. Some of them, some of the circles are based on like, you know, PM me, your favourite film if i like it i'll send you the key there was a guy who was experimenting with i'll only give you the key if you've got no betrays something like that who is that the one who keeps restarting them yeah yeah there's a guy who's like just he's going for a quantity over quality approach of just plowing through with new accounts each time to be like anyone can join if you've been in more than 10 10 circles circles or something yeah 
And then inevitably it will get betrayed. And he's like, right, anyone can join this one. If you've been in more than 11 circles and like trying to find us. And they keep, all keep getting pretty big yeah. because he's a known entity. And then, of course, because he's a known entity, the they keep getting betrayed. Oh, the swarm. What's interesting is um, the number of really open ones, ones that just have the key in the comments, mm. that they get really big very quickly and then all of a sudden are, are betrayed. <laughs> that it's, it's kind of like... Um, uh, hiding in plain sight mm. that no one thinks to kind of bother betraying it because it's so obviously open. It'd be like, oh, someone so, else forget that. One. Yeah, and so it grows to like 50, 60 people and then someone goes, well, hang on a minute, here's the key. Betray, get it. <laughs> like, you look back a second later, it's gone. Yeah. You can watch them be- get betrayed <clears throat> live as well, which is quite pleasing. Yeah, but your uh, friends from the Robin, yeah. uh, April Fools, they... They're, they're taking this seriously. They're trying to organise in a big way. They're be- trying to fight back against the swarm and... I guess it's some essential uh, form of this, there's like a metaphor here about how the the fact that betraying has no consequences and it's so easy compared to growing. It's like life, isn't it? Because there's always going to be bad actors. That's inevitable. And death itself comes to us all. Definitely. So all we can do is try and mitigate and minimise its effects and the potential for the bad actors to act badly. And I guess that's what is leading the charge against the swarm. Plus they want to win again. That as well probably is a big thing. <laughs> but it should be stated there is no... There's there no stated no, prize, nothing there's nothing, there's no... It just like, stops one day. There's no end game for this either. No. There's no, like, there's nothing. So some of the precautions, again, like, because it's a partly technological community, there are some folks who've made, like, browser extensions that will automatically add you to circles to try and, like, get... Try and explode one en masse that everyone joins at once and then probably someone will just pass on the key and it will get fucked so there's that someone's done a thing where you have to be interviewed by three different people about the lore of a podcast that's been running for hundreds of episodes (laughs) so it's like i guess the what's the bargain there it's like well you're not going to fuck me over when we're both this into the same thing yeah which is an interesting gambit but it's made me think i initially like i said i thought it was quite a superficial experiment but it does kind of challenge your conceptions about what attributes increase trustworthiness overall because at first you think well i'll just send it to my friends like if you were if there was some goal attached to this and it was like in the real world rather than on reddit then the primary approach would be like right i'll get my family my close friends although of course we might we should say that friend of ours and the show's Joseph D'Angelo. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Is a betrayer. He's an out-and-out betrayer. Not of us, but of a prominent Reddit. A prominent Reddit personality. Um, But that's the thing, isn't it? Like, do you really... I trust my friends and family, but not necessarily in a complete way. No. And not necessarily with something that they wouldn't... Yeah. With something like this as well. Like, if it was something that had a cash prize, say, that was only for the person, then as long as they don't have any particular impetus or stand to benefit from it. I think most people that I know would be like, well, it'd be quite funny to fuck you over. <laughs> and like, definitely the thought crossed my mind when I was joining yours and Dan's. Oh, like, absolutely. Well, this button is there. Like, well, obviously well, it in, in the, in the trust element, because we obviously have individual Facebook chats and we have a group that's yeah. me and Dan's and Dan asked a question in the group about his, and you said about, 
joining it. Yeah. And I instantly sent you a message saying, dare you, dare you to betray Dan. And like, then I screenshotted I, yeah, that. Yeah, sent it to Dan. And then screenshotted him daring you to betray me to me. And then he messaged me with that. And I messaged him so with already his. already just so like, three of us. There's like three good friends. There's yeah. <laughs> just, there's this... You know, none of us did betray, no. but all of us Yet. thought about betraying. <laughs> and that's the thing, you can betray after the fact. Can you, you betray well, if, after the fact? Because once you know the key... You oh, I see, right. Account, I see, yeah. Or if you have access to another account. So, yeah, it asks questions about what characteristics make people more trustworthy. And this has had some outland, like, left-field suggestions. So some people are looking at only people who've participated in certain communities like if they're communities that are like wholesome and friendly they're like well that's probably no fucked <laughs> you're dead betrayed <laughs> some people have looked at uh people who've participated in like the secret santa site-wide thing where you because there's some trust there you just send yeah. off a gift into the ether and hope that the person that you were matched with who might live like five thousand miles away bothers to send you something yeah spoiler they didn't bother to send me fuck off <laughs> But it's not about the receiving. It's about the... Hunting them down. And betraying the fuck out of Every circle in sight. <laughs> so, yeah, there are really no clear, foolproof techniques apart well, because it, from... It takes away that one element that we all, rightly or wrongly, would trust, mm. which is our own kind of gut instinct. Yeah. If you're talking to someone, do you trust them or do you not? That is entirely gone. Yeah. Like... That, that, that's just it all and you have to go on is they've said that they they've said that they are trustworthy and there are some stats to imply that yeah. they might be it also reveals the kind of uh variance of trust or the different forms it takes because like whilst i would trust someone with the key to my circle i might not trust their judgment in giving the key out yeah so i'd be like you can have it because i trust you but I don't trust you to then be in charge. Yeah, of you the got process. quite suspicious as soon as I everyone, gave it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then everyone's on like an equal playing field. So yeah. it creates a very interesting dynamic within it. Um, some other facts that have been circulating. The swarm are paying money to uh, crack. And, and not, not just not pocket money. change. No, like $250 of Bitcoin was transferred to crack and betray the then largest circle that was going again we can't stress enough for no reason there's yeah there's, there's, no, there's, there's no prize reason. there is nothing there's literally nothing to be gained um people are creating like websites that you can send credentials to of other circles and then it will like ping them out on mass to people to betray or join depending on their affiliation and just the whole thing is spiraling once again into a kind of factional chaos the likes of which we just didn't really expect to come out of such a simple concept no it's great that's what april fools should be yeah definitely you're saying chucking staplers off, off the badge <laughs> is uh is I'm, out. I'm saying it's a bit 2010 yeah at, at best i should just say that i i had a quick look uh-huh. and um the gmail one i was thinking of was in 2016 yep and it was called the Gmail mic drop, uh-huh. which was that they introduced a function whereby um, at the end of every email that you sent, there was a, an option to click a GIF of one of Despicable Me's minions doing a mic drop. <laughs> wow. And what it meant was that was the last 
you would ever hear of your email that you would send it out and even if anyone replied or anything <laughs> it wouldn't come back That's to great. you and everyone got really excited about it but the thing is it was right next to the send button it was like an alternative send button so people started doing it accidentally with working <laughs> and then they had to withdraw it almost immediately because it fucked people over like sending in tax returns like just with a mic drop going bye and then that was it fuck no. you hmrc <laughs> fucking dweebs oh that's great that is good that's i'm interested to hear if anyone out there i'm particularly interested to hear i think from professor matt on this because the psychology of the whole trust and betrayal element is particularly interesting to me and yeah i would like to hear as well anyone's ideas i mean it will probably end in the next couple of days but ideas about how you could theoretically like what's the solution to mitigating the risk and increasing the chance of reward in this system some ideas that i had or the main idea i had would be like you'd have to get a bunch of people to start small circles of say three other yeah. people and then you leave it for x minutes and if after that time they haven't betrayed then they're merged with another one and you start yeah. again like so you keep this seed of maybe like 10 or 25 circles going at the lowest tier and if they do betray then you just like blacklist everyone in that group so they can never be in it again yeah and then you'd keep doing that upwards and hopefully the idea would be that just by spinning enough plates you'd eventually end up at uh some large enough one that wouldn't be betrayed but obviously on the way the betrayer's instinct is to like wait it out yeah and be like see how well, far you can go i'll get to this tier but then it becomes from their perspective hard to say if they don't have access to the full overview of like how many different groups are in the running they don't know when is an optimal time to betray so they know. might like blow their load too early with the betrayal in which case they just blacklist that group but you've got another one of equal size yeah which is why you need factions mm. in as many as you can yeah so that you can all kind of a estimate how many groups there are but b if one group goes down early yeah. then <clears throat> you've still got people in another one waiting yeah. to go it's very tactical it's very interesting mm. yeah to, it's so interesting that such complexity can arise from such simple and also such concepts. effort yeah people like, are People, even as we talk, there are probably, I would bet, thousands of messages. People won't going on in. People don't even vote for politicians, <laughs> but they will write a script to to, like to root out betrayers in the server, <laughs> so that they can find out who their next target is before it, it, they. It's, it's incredible. They've automated like putting bounties on different dis- on different circles and it, stuff. It amazes me. Like it says something, I think, about what interests people because this. It, this has created so much more intrigue and effort than most video games ever ever will. could <laughs> or will. And it's such a simple idea. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I think this about my friend uh, Luke came to stay recently. Uh-huh. And he's an interesting person. Mm-hmm. He's quite odd. Very lovely, but quite odd. And when asked about him i used to describe him as the world's most unimpressed man (laughs) like it it, you know you could run in and and tell him that half of the country has like broken off and is floating out to sea gold medals and he'd he'd be like hmm okay Mm -hmm. and just continue doing what he was doing nice and yet in third year Mm -hmm. of uni we were living together and um 
I found his pad that he used for all of his work, like yeah. just a big kind of A4 ruled lines thing. And I wrote um, like a threatening message on mm-hmm. one of the lines. As so, you do. Yeah. In kind of like jerky red pen. Serial killer one. handwriting. Yeah. And it was like 40 pages down or something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think of it. And then maybe three or four weeks later, I opened up my laptop and in my laptop was the sheet of paper with a new message written <laughs> underneath. And so then I like wrote a, a third message and slipped it inside his cereal box. <laughs> so when he poured his breakfast the next day, it came out. And then I found it in like a DVD case for a film he knew I like would nice. inevitably watch. That's a good one. <clears throat> and so we, we kind of came together at some point and established a, a set of rules. You can't for, put it internally to like, the person. No, you can't put it somewhere that they are never going to look. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, uh, you've got a week to find it. Um, okay. And you've got to put it somewhere where they should at some point in a week yeah. look. Um, and the person who ends up not finding it owes the other like a tenner's worth of beer or something. That's pretty good. And it went a few like back and forth. It was the most invested I've ever seen him <laughs> in anything. Like it was genuinely, he was like, he messaged me about it. Like it was, it was, you know, like thing. And it was fucking hiding the same <laughs> crappy sheet of paper just around a small three bedroom flat. That's <laughs> yeah, like, so why you're living in a palace. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was just, and that was it. But, this is the same kind of thing yeah. that it's just a game that pushes you in a ways that you aren't necessarily used to. And it's just a, a cool new way of trying to think about the problem. Yeah, it is very good. And I would encourage all listeners to give it a taste, as we say on That's a Shame, as soon as you can. Because I don't know how long it'll be around for and it'd be a shame to miss out entirely. Exactly. We should start a That's a Shame circle <gasps> for the game. Yes. We'll tweet it out. I okay. trust all of our Twitter guys. I don't. I but... don't either. The fucking betrayers. <laughs> But we'll give them a go. No, this, if you betray us, every time we get we betrayed, one fewer episode. I'm going to delete you. episodes at random from the archive. Have <laughs> <laughs> jokes. No more episode 63. No one liked that one anyway, yeah, so fuck it. shit. <laughs> um, so you've been, you've become a kind of videographer. I, I have, it. yeah. Well, I got a message um, last week through Tutiful. Mm-hmm. Which um, you're still with, despite, still with, despite not paying charge. any nice. kind of back charge. Um, so, uh, and it was a guy who messaged me asking if I could help him with a film pitch. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, sure. Sounds more interesting than GCSE English. And he then sent me this long kind of uh, <clears throat> set of criteria, uh-huh. like an assignment um, that he'd been given and told me that it was for his degree, <laughs> which right. is already interesting that he's looking to me as a, someone who, you know, like with the circle, I've got a few stats on the page yeah. to assume that I know what I'm doing. You've been, but in he's never met circles. me. No, but he's I willing could to be honest in you. He's willing to pay me money. And you're going to betray him. It sounds like potentially, uh-huh. uh, essentially he has to put together a presentational pitch for a film. Mm. Um, And he told me straight up, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Was he crying? He he sent me this assignment and he said, like, how long will we need? And I said, well, we could start with two hours this day. And then if we need more time, then I can like, I can come on board and help you Mm -hmm. with that 
again. And he went, well, I've sent you the assignment. Like, how long is it going to take? I said, well, I, I I don't know. It's it's not my assignment. I don't know yeah, how, how fast you are doing it. Yeah, I don't know what you know. And he messaged back, well, it, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty clueless about this module. So you'll be doing most of the work, <laughs> <laughs> which was nice and honest. I guess so, yeah. Um, so I said, okay, well, I'll meet for a couple of hours and then we'll see what we can do. Mm-hmm. So I turned up, he has a basement flat oh, in quite okay. a nice area though. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> How old? Uh, I'd say older than me. Right. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not. He was he was topless taking out the bins when I turned up. Oh! <laughs> and uh, and he was like, like look, looked up as I was coming down the staircase. I was like, oh, hello, I come down. And so I, I like, Came down and you made it sound like the count. Well, he from Sesame that, Street. does sound a little one. <laughs> um, it's interesting you mentioned that, given some of the things we ended up discussing as film ideas. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like, it took us twenty minutes to just start, right? Because I, I sat down on. at the table. He put a top on, good, but he nice had to. He like had to find his laptop and he had to find his charger and he had to plug it in and he had to turn it on. And then when he turned it on, it, like he didn't know where anything was. And he's like, and it was the slowest, oldest Mac in the world. And it Ugh. just, oh. And so I was sat there kind of pens and paper at the ready thinking, what? so do you not know anything about this? It's <laughs> like to the point, I know you said you don't know much about this module, but do you not know anything about this assignment to the point that we can't actually start yet? Yeah. So about... I mean, I got there at half four. At five to five, we kind of started. And there was a... He had a kind of PowerPoint presentation from whoever set him this that was basically everything that you need in this pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need an introduction. You need a kind of uh, log line, which is like two sentences. What is your film? Uh-huh. And then you need a synopsis. Then who would be your cast? Who'd be your director, your writer? What kind of budget would you have? How do you project it would do at like the box office? Sundance. Um, any other kind of uh, money that you might be able to make from it? Syndication, merchandise, quite in depth all of this. Yeah. Something that he knows nothing about. Exactly. And and nothing about any stage of it. Not this even like the said. simplest aspect. No. Interesting. To the point that I said, so what sort of film? And he was like, I don't know. Film? Question mark? <laughs> well, you joke. He hasn't seen a thing, <laughs> right? And he doesn't. And the things he has seen, he doesn't know what they are. So, I, what do you mean? So, uh, what I mean was, I said, "What kind of um, film would you like to to, to pitch?" And uh-huh. he was like, "I uh, don't know." Right. And I was like, "Okay." I went, "Well, let's think about things that tend to do quite well, or things that can have the potential to do quite well." So I was saying, you know, obvious obvious things, yeah. Like superhero movies, yep. big blockbusters, and the I was war. like, I was like, you've Coming got, yeah, I was like, you've got the positives, which is that they tend to make an awful lot of money uh-huh. or sell a lot at the box office, even if they are artistically dreadful, because people just kind of pay the the money to go and to see, see it. Same with kind of adaptations of of yeah. books like The Maze Runner. Who fucking knows? But they've made all three, so yeah. it must be making some. I'm money. Pretty sure they got out the maze in the first one. Yeah. <clears throat> what the fuck was that one? Um, so. That that's the the good thing. The bad thing is they cost a fortune to make. That's true. So it might be beyond his budget at this stage. Of exactly, career. and you don't necessarily want to risk it unless you know that you're going to make it big. Unless you've I got also a, a big name attached. Yeah, I also said to him that I don't know 
what the kind of idea is with this pitching mm. in terms of what hypothetical rights you have. Uh-huh. Because, you know, if, if it's any, then you could go in and say, I'm, I, I can't, I'm going to make two. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Like, but if not, you've got to find a superhero that hasn't been made yet yeah. that you can get the rights to. Copper boy. Yeah. And that anyone's wanting to go and see. Yeah. So I was like, there are drawbacks um, to that. Um, and he seemed kind of engaged like he was following along yeah he was following along he was like okay okay make a good point interesting and then I said um, other things that tend to do quite well and do decently at the box office are are dark comedies Uh Um, so uh, you know do you know what I'm all about there and he's like Mm. no comma comedies and I said well like have you seen any Martin McDonough films like In Bruges or uh, or recently, have you seen Three Billboards? And he was like, films, I'm not good with um, the names. Okay. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, right. So, so did you have to start describing? So there's these three big <laughs> billboards. They are outside Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> Just outside. Can't remember the Like title. on the way in. Um, so it, like he, he doesn't know what uh-huh. he's seen and he couldn't list anything. So Could you not I, get like... A translation and then like translate the titles. It well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like a. a it wasn't seemingly a language problem. Right. It was just he did like he couldn't he tell no... me any film because I when we I, I said okay let's park what we're going to do and uh-huh. just make sure we're okay with everything that we need for this park presentation. It yeah. <laughs> Which so introduction. I, 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 we're skipping over that whether you know what it is or not. Yeah. Log line. He didn't get what that was. Mm-hmm. So I, I explained to him what it was using the very clear description that was underneath it on this PowerPoint he had that said a one or two sentence description of your film. Yeah. And I said, okay, what's your favorite film? And he went, uh, and he went, um, I don't know. Let's just, uh, do it about Harry Potter. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, any particular, films? any particular one? He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, well, I need a particular one. Uh, the, the first one. Right. Okay. Little so the philosopher's stone boy <laughs> demands like, orphan realizes training. he's a wizard and once introduced to the wizarding world realizes that he has to be its savior. Yep. Done. He was like, okay, yes, yes. All right, synopsis. That's basically the whole plot of the film. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Easy. Like, right. Okay. So we move back to to you know what we're going to do. Um. Because sadly, that informs everything Every else. <laughs> so, of the so I said, we could do a horror film. Mm. They're not traditionally, they don't traditionally do hugely well at the box no. office, but they're very cheap to make. Yeah. And so we've had like Get Out win an Oscar now. Yeah, so exactly. Could be spinning round. So, you know, I, I, I went, especially if we do say, if you do it like a found footage film, it barely has very to make true. any money because it barely costs, costs you any money. Pay. And uh, and uh, so talked about Blair Witch and Paranormal yeah. Activity. Had he, seen he knew about Paranormal Activity. Good. He knew that it was small budget. Oh, that's good. And so there you go. 8,000% or something. Yeah, ridiculous. So we were kind of teetering on that idea. Mm-hmm. And then we were trying to, you know, combine ideas together. So we're like, what if we do a horror that's also an adaptation? Is there any kind of adaptation that we could do? But we could do maybe a modern version of uh-huh. it. Um. And I was thinking like, okay, you could do a kind of modern 
um, version of maybe Dracula, right? Yeah. Set Dracula now. I was like, because they do Dracula every other day, but it's always kind of oldie timey Dracula. Oh, oh, and it, and so it always cost, fails because yeah. no one wants that kind of camp. I was like, you could set, do a modern one. Yeah. And he was like, where he's like yes. a, a Bitcoin investor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and he was like, I'd like to do horror action. Oh. And I was like, right. Now that is, I think, statistically the worst genre <laughs> possible. That the, the two things are, do not go hand in hand because you, action films to get a big enough audience tend to have to be 12 rated. Yeah. And horror broad. films have to kind of be 18 rated. So no horror action fuck. doesn't appeal to action fans or horror fans. So no one goes to see it. And that's a bold pitch. And he was like, I don't, I think we could. And I went, okay, well, let's watch the, the trailer to Dracula Untold, that action one that they brought out like two years ago right. or something. I don't remember this film. It was an absolute travesty. Is it a horror action? Yeah. Crossover? It's basically, Dracula it's Dracula, but no, no, it's Dracula, but he's a warrior. Oh. And he's like, oh God, I, want, I need to save my people and my family. Right. And he's like, I, I need... From what? From other warriors. Other, other warriors. No, oh, he's not okay. a vamp. Oh, he's not at all a vamp. It's before he's vamp. Uh, and in order to defeat them, he becomes the vamp oh. to fight them off. That's a And he's got this power promise. where he controls bats, but with his fist. What? Don't. What do you mean? No. He punches them. No, he like... they're. They're in the sky, and yeah. he like makes a fist, and they flock into the shape of a fist, and like then he punches a stuff. VR glove. Yeah, peripheral. like the Green Lantern or whatever the fuck oh, it is. Like, yeah, so it is. It like it's a a tragic film. Um, I quite like to watch. It. Did very very poorly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we will. <laughs> sure. Um, so I said it's not very good. Uh-huh. He was like, okay, okay. So he was like, I don't really want to do Dracula. Yep. I was like, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, I like this idea. Is there any, is there anything else we could do? No, I'm like- afraid that's all. That's all <laughs> that's of the, the end. <laughs> there were no more. So I was, I was like, okay, look, look up gothic novels, gothic stories. See yeah. if there's any that you recognize. Uh, and if not, any I recognize. Yeah. So then we settled on the idea of doing something that I, I'd actually thought about doing myself previously, which mm-hmm. was, a modern adaptation of The Haunting of Hill House, the mm-hmm. Shirley Jackson um, novel. Did um, they do a TV version of that recently? Did they? No, maybe not. Maybe Who? it was a different one. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. They may well have done. But this is the weird thing, right? So I briefly explained the plot to him and he went, ah, yes, like The Haunting with Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> <laughs> right. Rated oh, 7.1. What? <laughs> what? Ten. Ha, ha, and he went, ha. yes. And I looked it up. And there it is. 1999. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Is it an adaptation? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's like a, a, a shit, not modernised or not fully modernised yeah. campy version that did exceptionally poorly. And I, I, <laughs> I told him why, at, like there and then. Because he was like, maybe like that. And I was like, no, 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 no. Not like that. Look at all these bad statistics. Yeah. And I was like, and the reason is that the whole, the, like the innate quality of the original novel is that you don't know if there's actually anything uh-huh. haunting. That it's it's a cross between is this house haunted or is the person is the person haunted yeah. and they're bringing that to the house or are they just mad? Are they haunted by mental illness? Yeah, which and is so, a central question that adaptation often loses. Like that yeah. recent. Helen Mirren film. Did you see? It was about the no. 
house in, I want to say San Francisco, but maybe not. It's a house owned by a woman who is related to some gunman, as in right. like the, let's say, Mr. Winchester. I think it might be Winchester, right. actually. <clears throat> and she, in the stories about her and the people who've like chronicled her life, it's a real person. Um, they write about how she thinks it's haunted. Yeah. So by all the, like the ghosts of people that have been killed by the guns that her family, like that her wealth is built off. So the, this house was under development for like two decades of adding like false stairways and doors to nowhere to trap the ghosts and trick them right. into thinking there was nothing there, which is a really interesting tale. They made a film of it with Dane Helen Mirren. And it turned out within one second, well, no, there definitely are ghosts. Oh, she's not mad. I see. So it's a very unnuanced take. Yeah. Well, this this is this is the uh, the synopsis for uh-huh. this film. The horror tale focuses on visitors to the secluded mansion of Hill House who have been called to the isol- uh, to the isolated location by Doctor David Marrow. <laughs> Dr. Marrow. Played by Liam Neeson. Oh my god. As How part... do you pitch a role called Dr. Marrow I don't know. to well, Liam Neeson? He's Dr. Montague in the original one. What, what's Why wrong with that? Why would you change the Dr. Dr. David Marrow? Marrow as part of a study on insomnia? However, Marrow is really investigating fear <laughs> and he plans to scare the subject, including the introverted Nell, brackets mm-hmm. Lily Taylor, and the seductive Theo. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Wow, great to be known only by the trait of seductive. The seductive. Unfortunately for Marrow <laughs> and everyone staying at Hill House, the manor is actually haunted oh, by an evil spirit out to torment tooth. its guests. You think, well, what are the odds? Why? Like the whole novel ends with you having no idea, not only whether it was haunted or not, but what actually happened yeah. at the end. And it's, it's, it's why it's so affecting. And I was like, so adding real ghosts to haunt Dr. Often, it's, not <laughs> it's often the way away from home. You're saying cut the ghosts, cut the marrow. Cut the ghosts, cut the marrow. Cut the seductress. Yep. That's I'm even point. saying cut the study, right? It doesn't Ooh, have to be a study. You're saying that's too contrived. Yep. Interesting. So, um, I, I'm, I'm, and at every step of this, I'm having to kind of like push him mm-hmm. to just... To, to get him to say it to me, just so that I'm not actually just doing yeah, it. Yeah, I know that, so, I know that dance. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, he doesn't like to say much at all. Mm-hmm. And everything he does say, for someone who claims it's to know... only about the 1999 no, film, <laughs> Starring Liam Neeson as Dr. <laughs> David Marrow. Marrow's big outing. <laughs> With the seductive... Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so uh, it's, it, it was a struggle. So we kind of, I, I settled, I'm going to stop saying we, yeah. I settled on the story being that we are Eleanor, mm-hmm. who's your like protagonist. She's running away from something like an abusive home or something yeah. and has got herself into a flat share, like some kind of box room uh-huh. in a, in an apartment in a tower block. Okay. Called Hill House, oh, like, I like, like it. Manchester House or whatever they're, they're yeah. called. Oh, a very very small aside. You remember Churchill House offices? www.choffices.co.uk. Yeah, yeah, I d- drove past Churchill House offices the other day, and on the banners outside, they've seemingly recognised their mistake because their website is www. ChurchillHouseOffices.co.uk. Oh, really? oh. <laughs> it's so sweet. Chofferses Someone rang up and asked now. for Chofferses and they were they were physically sick. <laughs> everywhere. No. So it's called Hill House, right. and 
she, you know, um, is suffering in a kind of like PTSD sense uh-huh. from this. Sorry, but when does the ghost no, come in? We to have that? no ghosts. What? She meets her friend Marrow. Said <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's not a doctor. Yeah. He's a rapper. <laughs> it's very modern. <laughs> Um, testing very well with oh very very demos. well Marrow's a lesbian open. rapper <laughs> in a wheelchair um so uh, she moves in and i said like we have can have like a small escalation of these things so she might she can befriend one of the people in this flat but not necessarily the other two they mm-hmm. don't really see each other and like so as things start to go wrong like small things sounds in the night or things slamming or drawers, like, scratches in the doorway yeah, and, like messages left on walls that well, she that, can be... have the post box get slightly higher every day oh yeah that classic ploy and then they'll kill themselves because the they'll think they're not drama. able to play basketball and one of them's a basketball yeah. rapper <laughs> um so, like, the the other two are blaming her, but mm-hmm. she insists that it's not her. But then even the one that she, like, her friend begins to think that it could be her. She's kind of starting to lose it. So we have that same central premise of this haunted house, yep. haunted flat, that we don't know whether or not anything actually is happening. Mm-hmm. And we kind of settled on a an ending that kind of befits the ending of the original, mm-hmm. being that the we were going to have a trope where the lift kind of, often or every now and then like just stops mm-hmm. in between floors and kind of shakes and won't move and things happen in it and then it just like resumes and goes up yep. and in this instead of because at the end of the original they get worried that the house is possessing her bungle her into the car and drive away and while they're driving away she leers forward and turns the wheel and crashes the car into a tree uh-huh. and we were going to have that they kind of crash the force her into, into the elevator and it kind of stops and stops and shakes, and they don't know what's happening. Cut to black. Uh-huh. The obvious cut to black. Yeah. Um, so we'd settled on a kind of story. Done. I was like, okay. And what would you rate kind of the percentage of input that you had relative to him? I say like 60, 40. 105%. <laughs> so he, he actually, actually detracted from what I He kept I shouting him. about marriage. He, he, he actually... <laughs> Like, here were some of his suggestions. Okay. Right? So, um, I wrote down The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what are we going to call it? And I was like, okay, well, we could call it The Haunting of Hill House. And he went, <laughs> and he said, why not call it The Haunting of Modern House? <laughs> <laughs> the Haunting of Modern House. Yeah. Starring... DJ Marrow <laughs> as a down and out rap star stuck in a big lift with a tree in it. Fuck, this is the best film I've ever heard. The haunting of modern The seductive house. lift. Not even the modern house. No, the haunting oh, of fuck. modern house. That's so fucking good. Um, You've got to make the film he wants. I, 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 I can't let him go in with that. I but guess. I think On we a, should we make the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else? I, so originally we were going to have we before I'd settled on what the story was going to be. Uh-huh. I was like, so why are these people in this flat? Mm-hmm. And he was like, maybe they are going to a showing. They are going to look round the flat. Okay, and that's I was like, a nice concept. And I was like, okay. I went. So the original takes place over a month. This one's going to be what twenty minutes. I was like, so how? Yeah, what what what's happening? He was like, uh, they show. stay too long and get locked in. Okay. I was like, okay. I went. Why don't they just phone someone to get them out? And he was like, and he went, and he went, the, um, 
uh, the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ghost. Uh, yeah. That's right, the yeah, classic no, the get ghost. out of jail free card, yeah. the ghost. <clears throat> so that, that's the level of input that he had to the narrative. Sounds, so then, the next good. on the list, check the itinerary, casting. Is this now? Is it supposed to be practical? Is he at some point supposed to make this? Film? No, 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 no. Right, entirely. This is like an exercise in pitching your film to a production company. So he wants to be a filmmaker. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> so he can make the haunting, the haunting two modern, <laughs> modern house Wouldn't only. That be amazing. Um, okay. So uh, casting right now. He despite saying he knows nothing about this module, seems to insist uh-huh. that every, he has to have a name attached to every part. Right. Right. So I spent some, t- like, not insignificant amount of time explaining to him why horror doesn't work if you have big names attached to all your roles. Uh-huh. And I was like, because... Not they, just financially. No, but because when they come on the screen... You see them and not their character. If George Clooney were in The Exorcist, he'd walk come in and you go, fuck, it's George Clooney. As Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you his go, head. Imagine <laughs> that cross-masturbation scene. That would have been very odd. Oh, very strange. Real wild. Quite life-changing for George. <laughs> um, he so- could only do the one take today. <laughs> Sorry, George, someone coughed over the, over the last one. You couldn't possibly do it again. We've got another We've, cross. Your, your iPhone fine. fell out of your pocket <laughs> midway through. Um, so I was like, you, you see them and, not, and it takes away all of the horror. I was like, you can have them here and there. And it changes your concepts about like the likelihood. It starts you thinking about, like, well, they wouldn't yeah. have got this person if they're going to die. Yeah, exactly. Which is why the scream... Franchise. Cold open worked. So yeah, yeah, and why uh, Psycho works. Yeah. Um, spoilers. Oh fuck. <laughs> um, so I kind of brought his expectations down. Mm-hmm. So like, right, we have to cast out our film, despite not having actually written the synopsis yet. I said, I'll, I'll worry about that tonight. I said, yeah. um, you look pretty worried about it. <sighs> so I was like, we, we just like think of kind of basic casting because I figured that the cool thing to do you get Ellie your lead you get someone for her yep. reasonably well known I had some ideas in mind already then I figured they can have a landlord figure uh-huh. who can come around I thought that could be, be someone a- we've not seen for a while but it was a previous stalwart yeah I was like or they can just be kind of like a bigger name like an, a more established British actor mm-hmm. they they can be a known face I was like the other three flatmates Get should be like unknowns, right? People, Open yeah. casting, get people yeah. in. Right. <clears throat> so I was like, so we need to cast Ellie. Okay. He opens Google. Yeah. What does he type? Uh, actresses called Ellie. Nope. No. Okay. He typed in best horror actors. Okay. And like came <clears> up <throat> with, you know, their new function where it's got kind yeah, of a, it does a like series a of, of list at the top. And he scrolled through. It's like Anthony Bella Perkins. Lugosi. Uh, <laughs> I like this guy. Boris Karloff. He's like scroll Christopher Lee. And he went, hmm, they're all quite old. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What about this lady in the birds? And I thought, because I, I, I was again doing that dance of trying to get him to stumble across the ideas before realising he never ever would. No, no. So I was They're considering I was considering trying like trying to send him on a kind of Wikipedia binge to kind of go through these various levels uh-huh. um, <clears throat> to get to, to the person I wanted. And in the end I went, 
hmm, why not just look at something like, I don't, I don't know. know, Black Mirror, Black Museum, and see if there was anyone in the. Oh, yeah, Letitia Wright. She could. Uh, she could be our. She Ellie. could probably be our Ellie. She's um, like raised in London. Mm-hmm. She identifies like a North London girl. Um, like she's um, been in kind of this sort of horror. Um, and thriller psychological horror before one mm-hmm. with Black Mirror she's also quite a big name now that she's in Black she's Panther she's a big draw, an international draw exactly well. so she's big but not too big she's not superstar she's but like she's got a global big, face but early in her career enough exactly maybe get her on board with the haunting too the haunting the, the, yes uh, she can she'll fall in love with any marrow we throw at yeah. her so I, I was thinking like you know maybe her and then I kind of went through and found two other people uh, what's her name the one that you like. I don't know. Effie from Skins. Oh, Kaya. Yeah. Scodelario. That's the one. I was like, she could do it. Like She was the, in the Maze Runner films. Yeah, exactly. I thought that's maybe pushed her a bit out of our reach. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but in another potentially, way, it's really lowered the bar. Yeah, well, she was also in Pirates 5. So wow, was she? Yeah. So I thought, you know, she's played Effie. She's played that kind of um, ditzy, but... Um, kind of edgy yeah and uh, drug issues so we can introduce that maybe into the plot and then uh, I can't remember the uh, is it Rebecca someone I can't remember who I don't know who, no, George. Oh, Anne Hathaway. No. Damn. <laughs> Catherine zeta Catherine Neeson. No, it was Georgia someone. I can't remember. Uh, but she was in a, a really good BBC Three thing I watched called Murdered by My Husband. It was like a domestic violence three-parter. No, no ghosts. Oh, but she did no very ghosts. well. And I was like, so... You know, these are kind of rising yeah. names. This they're the names. Kind of- they're people who are recognisable, but... They're not necessarily huge. And he was like, yeah, okay. And he was sort of on board for that. And then I said, let's have a look at um, the other three. And I pushed this open casting idea. And he was like, no, I have to have names. Wow, okay. And I so I reiterated why you shouldn't have names. Uh-huh. And then mentioned in terms of budget why we couldn't have names. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, but I have to have names. with them. <laughs> I love like, that he's they- being like a... Like an A-list director. He's like, yeah. I need some fucking names. Oh. <laughs> well, no, it, it wasn't that. It was, you know, my teacher won't accept it mm. if, if I haven't got like a grid with names for all of my characters. And I was like, no, the characters will have names, but you don't have to have an actor for each of them. He's like, no, I do. I was like, but you told me you know nothing about this. <laughs> you can't name a film other than Dr. Marrow's Haunted Mansion of Definite Ghosts from 1999. Universally panned by audiences and critics alike, condemned Almost to the bin. Almost killed Lim's career until Qui-Gon Jinn almost, came and knocked it. Almost, almost killed the very idea of horror on screen. Shirley Jackson spinning in her grave. Ghosts weren't mentioned in films for a decade. <laughs> Not till Casper 6. Um, so... The previous five were very lacking. Yeah, they didn't quite capture no. the original vision. <laughs> the original, which was ghosts. ghosts. Um, so, uh, you know, I was like, "Why are you telling me that you know exactly what's going on here?" But he kind of insisted. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I I settled on saying we can have a look at rising names who uh-huh. are again figures slightly lower down the pecking order than Letitia. Yeah, because um, she's our lead, but. But bigger than, you know, average Joe off the street. Yeah. And he was like, hmm, okay. Um, so then I thought, okay, the uh, the landlord figure. Yeah. 
And we went through and wrote down some kind of very obvious names for that. Danny Dyer. Ian McKellen. Of course. Anthony Hopkins. I'm a landlord. <laughs> Where are the fucking ghosts? <laughs> Show Get me the ghosts. A ghost. Um, Anthony Hopkins um, and a couple of other names. Uh-huh. Like, anyway, moved yeah. on. We found these names because he was back to famous British actors scrolling through like an IMDb. Mm-hmm. And... And so I, I picked out a, a, a few from there. And then he was looking through for people to put in for the roles of the other housemates. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Ewan McGregor. I was like, <laughs> why, why, why is Ewan McGregor sharing a flat with Letitia Wright? That's all anyone's going to ask. The man's 50. <laughs> the man's so 50. Such a lovely... Like his, his, because I, I forgot to mention earlier, when I took him to the black... Mirror page, yeah, and uh, and got him to like look at Letitia and and th- consider mm-hmm. Letitia. So if he'd he did, he did then go like kind of just clicking through links, like he was playing that game trying to find Hitler, yeah, or philosophy, um, yeah, um, going through and trying to find actresses and just picking up random things. I don't know where he'd gone to, uh-huh. but he suddenly had opened the Wikipedia page for Alice Eve. Oh. And he was like, Alice Eve. Probably not. And I said, well, she's 36. Yeah. We, we were kind of looking for someone in their 20s. And he was like, you don't think she could play that? Oh, like, what? Sounds I, like you're being a bit not- sexist there. <laughs> I was like, that's not for me to say. I'm just, <laughs> again, think that not necessarily the name that we want yeah. attached to the project. You know, he's, uh, not, it doesn't seem to me that he's got a very clear sense of the tone. He doesn't at all, or indeed of of tone, of tone <laughs> genre in, in any sense. Um, and um, and and I mean, we we kind of like we settled there. I mean, I, I haven't even got time to go into trying to explain to him the difference between trying to make like a an art house film <laughs> versus found footage. Um, and he was like, "Why not just do found footage?" And I was like, "Well, why are they filming any of it?" And he was like, "Oh." To the, the and, he, and, he, and he said, "He said for the movie." <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a great idea, though. Just dispense with the whole conceit. Why, why do but, we bother yeah. with? Why do we bother with the fourth wall at all? Just Doctor Marrow's modern haunting. Chuck a GoPro on Letitia Wright's face, kick her into a flat, and send <laughs> in the go. ghosts. <laughs> send in the but ghosts. Isn't there ought to be ghosts? <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> next year. <laughs> Um, Judy Dench as the landlord. Oh yeah, as the landlord's ghost. Yes, the ghost wife. Um, So at this point, my parking was about to run out, and I (laughs) just needed out. Already had (laughs) worn to the nub. Um, So I was like, "We're going to have to pack it up there for the day." and we arranged Great program. We arranged, <laughs> a list of five names of all actors in the world. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, and <laughs> and I, you know, arranged to go. But I'm going back tomorrow. Oh, wow. To try and like salvage, do some more. <laughs> and he he was like, "So how close are we?" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! Don't ask. Like the project, I don't know if I made it clear at the beginning, has to be a a 10 minute presentation. So he's got to make a presentation and record himself speaking over it. Interesting. And has to do uh, a 90 second, uh, what is it called? Sizzle reel. That's the one, which is like a, like a a mood board. Yeah, basically it's a trailer 
esque uh, video that you make oh, that's oh, more about the tone. Okay. It's a footage that exists elsewhere um, already. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, and he was he was like, so I have to record myself, and I was like, do you have a means to record yourself over it? And he looked at me and went. We'll come to that. <laughs> oh, God. Now he's fobbing so, you off. But, yeah. Well, I mean, literally, while we've been doing the episode, he's messaged me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said... He said <laughs> Can I just hi, check? He said, hi, Declan. Thanks for today. Uh, I lied. No problem. My yeah. pleasure. Been in touch with Catherine. I'm just, I'm just a bit concerned if we can finish on time, he yeah, said. Yeah, I bet you <laughs> well, I am too. He's like, also, I'll need your help to put the presentation together and the trailer and stuff. Literally, what part of this is... Do, I, are you going to get a degree out of this? I am going to You're gonna be the demand next a cinema, degree. Cinema man. Out of this. Film boy. So I think that we should... Make a sizzle reel. Make the sizzle reel. Because I, well, it, I want to put... My question is... Do we have access to the entire footage and deleted scenes of the haunting? Oh, uh, surely online not, somewhere. If definitely. not, definitely. But if so, because I really want him to present something for his degree that has you come to the <laughs> and then vault door. <laughs> yeah. <then. laughs> yeah, like we could get them all in. I think we should make it, and it should be exclusively clips of Liam Neeson in different things. <laughs> but like, I just change the color. Yeah, and, to look. So the it same. looks gloomy. I also think that we should film some stuff. Oh, like yeah, some original stuff, idea. and then I can just intersperse it, and then I can I can pretend to him when I go tomorrow that like I'm just like I need some stuff for my show. Right? So, <laughs> like, just just you gotta help me there. out, please. <laughs> Come on, this is I can do this. Pro-quo. I just need a break. <laughs> I could be Doctor Marrow, <laughs> MC Marrow, the basketball playing rap star, trapped in modern house, <laughs> trapped in Ewan McGregor's. Questionably aged flat, <laughs> seductive modern lift. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Well, best of luck. Yeah, thanks. That. We'll be sure to update our listeners about it as we go. Oh, definitely. We've had some shame mail. I've only got time for one. I think. Okay. Uh, the subject, fittingly, because I bring out whenever possible, and I know you do as well, is Bitcoin. Bitcoin. This is from someone called S Nakamoto. Dear Isaac and Declan, you both mention Bitcoin quite often, and I was wondering if either of you own any. Brackets, I get the sense not. (laughs) That's so entertaining. Yeah, no, I definitely do not. I do. Not much, but I've had Bitcoin for many a year. I think I was given it by someone on Reddit. A long, long time ago. Anyway, Back for when a it was worth key fuck for all. a circle. Yeah, what I did was I bust this circle wide open. Uh, if not, comma, I am happy to donate some to an address you control on the off chance that it makes you very rich in five years' time. You can have a section of the podcast where you track the brackets almost certainly tumbling <laughs> value of your Bitcoin hold- holdings, thereby allowing, and this is my favourite bit, thereby allowing you to tell people you host an economics podcast at parties. Regards, S. Nakamoto. Well, 100%. Very yes. nice, this idea. <laughs> Preferably the smallest amount possible. So they yeah. are claimed towards <laughs> the economic related. And, and we want to make a segment that's recurring, but so minute. Yeah. And perhaps it's not one that has like, I'm not thinking jingle in and, no, and like I, stare I, out. I, no, I'm thinking... You Full song jingle. Yeah, I'm thinking huge, like minute long jingle in, oh, um, and then it's just us announcing how much it's now it's worth, falling! <laughs> and then jingle out. Sell, sell. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I can get on board with that. I guess our monthly Bitcoin update. Yeah, bit. We need a name for it though, like Bitcoin Corner, but preferably alliterative. Okay. What's a corner beginning with B? Bitcoin. 
if you've got any ideas, tass at shame.city. Yeah. Thank you, S. Nakamoto, for your email. We've got an email from Mark to get to. That'll be on Sunday's episode. Yes. Which we need to pre-record, I believe. We do. So we'll get to that. That's don't, We'll handle that, guys. We, we've got this one. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. We, we'll look after it. Um, I've mentioned Tass at City. How else can people get in touch if, like S. Nakamoto, they have something they wish to share? Well, if you've got currency... Also, we always appreciate new emailers. That was very... Oh, yeah. We were very excited to hear from you. Especially with that content. Yeah. Hell, hell of a bit of content there. Imagine. We love us some Bitcoin. Um, uh, if... Tass at shame.city isn't your style, then mm. you can, of course, come into our email inboxes via the website. That's mm. shame.city slash contact. And I'll tell you what, Toby, I've tested out that contact form and it's working fine for me. So unless you're going to submit a full bug report with fucking steps by which I can <laughs> replicate the bug, then I'll just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks anyway. We love yeah, you. no, we, we do. We do love you. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Oh. The show is at That's A Shame Cast. Yeah, you'll be able to join our circle any minute now. Remember when it was going to be at That's A Shame Pod? I remember it all too painfully, <laughs> all too acutely. Um, uh, you could find Isaac mm. at Isaac BD, lovely little B moji yep. after his name. It's very nice. I enjoy seeing it. Really yeah, I, it good. brightens my day. Yeah. You can find myself at Cynical Declan. Where Declan's been engaging with John Darkins in a very direct way. I have. Had a little back and forth. Poking today. the bear. Seeing what he's got to say for himself. Exactly. I might share that on the old yeah. at That's a Shame cast Twitter. Just That's keep all. it ticking over. Good idea. Uh, you could leave us a review. Shame.city slash review. You heard the glowing one last week. Do you want to get it up from two? Again, just yeah. <laughs> two very funny, erudite friends talk about the often, may I say, relatable things that are dreadful. It was something like that. I'm yeah. paraphrasing John. But the glowing was and there. most importantly, five stars. It was the five stars. It was the all all five of those yeah. stars. So tick, yeah, tick, tick. get on that. Shame.city slash reviews. Yep. Or review. Either way, have a little game. If you haven't subscribed on iTunes as well, I believe that's helpful. Again, I'm not sure how or why. I'm just kind of copying what I hear on other podcasts. And I assume they have their shit more together than we do. Like and subscribe. Yeah, pretty much. That's the vibe. Um, Of course. Oh, yeah. We have a Patreon. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash Shame City. Yeah, we haven't done a Patreon song in a long time. No, well, where we're doing two a week now... It's hard to find a motivation. We'll bring that back at some point, though. Yeah. But, yeah, if you do have any anything to spare, it helps kind of uh, tick us over. And, of course, oh, never forget... I was about to, may I say. Hashtag Womibom. What if it were actually pronounced Womibom? I would leave not just the show, <laughs> not just the flat, not just Collindale <laughs> or London or England or this earth. Oh, no. I would be out of this plane. You'd have shuffled off that mortal coil so Straight. fast that shuffle wouldn't even apply. I think that was the original like that was the original draft, <laughs> and then someone was like, "Well, just bit, bit wordy, mate. just uh, just cut it down." The I ams. <laughs> you dickhead. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, so warm warm me about, oh. word of mouth is. Best of mouth. Well done. Thank you. That's all right. And that means tell a friend. It means pause the show now. Text the last person you made eye contact with, assuming you have their number. Um, and just, you know, just send them a link and don't say anything else. That's the kind of approach I'm interested in. Um, we're, we're, we're coming up. Go on. To what? To the show's anniversary. The show anniversary. The shame anniversary. Exactly. It's <gasps> going to be two weeks from today. Fucking Will hell. be our anniversary It's going to be big. 
It's huge. I've got special guests coming. I've got a mariachi band. Oh, I've got all sorts of surprises oh, planned. I've got nothing. I I'm leaving the show. <laughs> I'm leaving the show and I've hired a replacement. I'm leaving the show to go work on the haunt and perform. Yeah. Marrow. This time it's revenge. aubergine. <laughs> well, look, um, do get in touch. Do tell a friend. Do shoot us some love on Patreon if you, if only if you can. Yeah. Of course. Uh, until next week. No, Sunday. I've been Isaac. You've been. I've been Declan. And we'll see you on the Sunday. The Christian Sabbath. Sunday. Sunday. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I roam Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Necessities of life will come to you.